Hello and welcome to another episode of The Soul of Business with Blaine Bartlett. I am your host, Blaine Bartlett. And, you know, folks, the reason I started this podcast, and we're uh, into 160, almost 170 episodes with this thing now, uh, is because of impact. Uh, I was looking for different ways that I could have impact to get my voice out there, to have ideas that I kind of play with, actually have greater exposure than if I was just standing on a stage somewhere or writing a book somewhere. Uh, so different mediums, different modalities uh, you know, come into play when I'm looking to actually enhance the you know, my ability to have greater impact in the world. And that's also true for the leaders that I work with. Uh, Almost all of my coaching work uh, at an executive level is organized around what's the impact you're having and actually how is your voice being used in order to uh, actualize and influence that impact. So with that preamble, I want to set up um, an invitation here for you to really open your ears and listen. Uh, because a large part of communication, as a matter of fact, from my perspective, the greatest part of communication has to do with the listening that uh, people engage with. And I listen to voices. What I hear is solely up to me. And I want to be mindful of what it is that I'm listening for. And so that's one part of the equation. The other side of it, obviously, is you know, when I'm speaking. Yeah, I've got a message, and that message I'd like to have land so that impact can be created. So there's two components here. Yeah, as a speaker, one of the things that I'm oftentimes concerned with is how do I shape the listening of my audience so that they can hear more effectively and actually more elegantly um, what the message is that I'm trying to communicate so that the impact can actually be realized. So my guest today, and I am absolutely thrilled uh, to, to introduce you to her, uh, Antoinette Rose, and she is a speaker agent, but more importantly, she is uh, the CEO of an organization called Wellness Productions Co. And they are one of the most extraordinary boutique speaker agencies I've ever come across. And the stable of speakers that she works with uh, is pretty profound. Uh, and I'm proud to say that I'm also a member of this group. Um, I, I met uh, Antoinette uh, you know, a little bit ago, and we've had some just fascinating conversations uh, about the nature of speech, the nature of speaking, and the nature of influence. So that's essentially where we're going to go with today's episode is how do you have us as a speaker and every one of us as a speaker, how do you enhance the likelihood of your impact being what it is that you are uniquely put on this planet to create? So Antoinette, welcome to the show. Thank you, Blaine. You know, I am a huge fan of your show and I'm just really delighted to be here. Thank you for having me. Well, <laughs> yeah, thank you for being here. I'm absolutely delighted. Um, you know, I, I start the show, uh, and the title of the show is The Soul of Business. Uh, when you hear that phrase, and oftentimes people think of it as an oxymoron, you know, business has a soul. Um, everything has a soul. But when you hear, you, you specifically, when you hear the nature or the, the, the name, the soul of business, what does that evoke with you and for you? 
And I got a hunch we're going to open up some interesting doors here to explore. I, I love this question. Um, and it really speaks to why you and I hit it off right away, right? Uh, we can have a job or we can have a mission. And uh, our life's work, it's it's my belief that our life's work should not just be to keep the lights on, right? But that it also is very inter intertwined with our life's mission. And I really have the privilege to work like that, right? That way it never feels like you're actually working because you would be doing the thing. Anyway, so when you talk about soul of business, that is really uh, the 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 difference that I see between those who are really just putting their suits on, putting their, you know, getting dressed each day and going to um, really a location where they're going to be spending a lot of their day so that they can pay for their bills and pay for the lifestyle that they want. Right. And there's nothing wrong with that. Mm -hmm. um, but when you talk about soul of business, which I, I, I love that you have this platform because I think now more than ever, we, we, you and me as a globe, we were all destabilized at the very same time. And I think that that evoked in all of us that question of why am I doing what I'm doing? Right. When, when everything can just be the, the light can be turned off at any given moment. You have this platform, soul of business, and that goes a step further beyond, yes, this is helping me helping me keep the the level of lifestyle that I want. That's awesome, right? I'm I'm paying my bills. That's amazing. But it goes deeper than that. I, my soul is in the work that I do. And how much better is the output, right? If if our hearts and are are fully aligned with the mental reasons of why we're working. Yeah, the idea that yeah, you know, my soul is in my work. That that I love that the way that you actually phrase that, my soul is in my work. Um, for a lot of people, that actually isn't their real experience, their felt experience. Um, they felt, you know, I mean, and I've worked enough in organizations over the last 40 some odd years to know that most people, if, you know, the work process is a check a box exercise. Yeah. yeah. Check. I came in at 8, 8 a.m. Check. I left at 5 p.m. And I did whatever I did in between. Um, and then I go out and I start living my life uh, for the rest of the day. Yeah. But in that little window, I, you know, I'm kind of a cog in a wheel and it, it's almost, it almost feels soulless in the sense that the, the meaning isn't there that brings life to me, that brings the joie de vie uh, to me. Mm -hmm. um, from a, from a, a yeah, I'm, I'm going to make a distinction here. So I'm going to kind of use that as kind of a framing. The distinction that I'd want to you know, explore here a little bit is the dis difference between motivation and inspiration. And from your perspective in the speakers that you work with, now you work with motivational speakers, I know that, but you also work with inspirational speakers. And for me, there is a very discrete uh, difference. Can you articulate from your perspective what that difference might be, particularly given the voice that people have and the way that they use that voice. Beautiful question. And it really speaks very directly uh, to what sets my agency apart, right? Um, I do not accept a speaker just because they're already commanding $20,000, $30,000 a talk. I need to know that they're in it 
basically at a soul level, like their hearts, their minds, that impact is the number one reason why they're speaking. If they didn't get one dime, they would still be getting that message out there. That You can see that, you can see right through uh, a, a speaker or presenter, right, who is doing it because they really want to make a transformation in the audience versus maybe a presenter who just loves to perform, loves to be on stage, loves to be in the spotlight and definitely loves the paychecks because speaking is one of the highest paying professions in the world. And it has been for pretty much the beginning of the beginning of time. Um, so the difference to me is, are you there because you want to see the transformation happen? And if that's so, let's have a talk, right? And if not, it's okay. That's It's still a worthwhile profession, right? Just like working in a hospital, you know, whatever it might be. You're, you can tell some doctors are really into their work or being a teacher. You can tell the teachers who are really into their work. They love the impact that they're making. And the ones who are just check in the box, like you said earlier, there's a big difference. So I even refer to my speakers as experts. I, because at the beginning of the day, they're an expert in something. And there are people who are laying awake at night, needing just that one breakthrough, that one solution, that one piece of the puzzle that they're missing. And you have it. And it's a cry and shame if you're an expert and you are not getting your voice out there. It's not about the performance. Some people really thrive on that. I happen to not love the spotlight. And it's funny that I'm in this profession because I represent the people who actually thrive in the spotlight. That's not me, but what is me is the message. I have a backstory. One of these days, hopefully we'll get to share it. But that means everything that when people are looking for a solution, that they can find it, right? They're not feeling their way in the dark, around in the dark. Those who need your solution can really only find it if you're getting your voice out there. Um, so that's the difference to me between a professional speaker and an expert with a message. Mm -hmm. And that expert with a message, uh, and again, I'm going to come back to your motivation, inspiration. Um, the expert with a message, it can be a motivational message. Uh, or it can be an inspirational message. Um, in your experience, and I don't want to, you know, you know, hierarchically put one up the, you know, they're 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 both valuable. They're both incredibly valuable contexts from which to speak. That being said, from the point of view of transformational probability or possibility. Where do you see the rubber meeting the road most frequently, inspiration or motivation? Oh, this is so good, Blaine. This is so good. Love this. <laughs> okay, so motivation comes from the outside. Inspiration comes from the inside. I can motivate my kid to take the trash out, right? Well, in, in my stage of life, my one of my many grandchildren, um, to take the, the trash out um, because if they don't, they they, there's some consequence, right? So that's, I'm, he, they're motivated to do that, but that's not coming from the inside. Like, Ooh, I really want to serve. So let me take this trash out. That's inspiration. So if you are a, a, a an expert, a presenter, um, somebody who is trying to make a transformation in other people's lives on one level or another, when that becomes owned, 
and they're inspired from within, you almost can't stop them, right? They're, they're, they got it. They're going to hit the ground running. If you just motivated them, let's say they're diabetic and you tell them, you know, eating sugar probably isn't the best idea for you. They're motivated by the little um, numbers on their, on their device, but it's not from within them. And um, there's a huge difference. I want to live the best that I can possibly live. I'm inspired by wanting to climb mountains and play soccer with my great, great grandchildren, right? That's inspired from within. I don't have a doctor motivating me to take care of myself um, just for a number, I guess, on the screen. Yeah, I, I love where you're going with this. Um, yeah, and, and the doctor, you know, references, I think, a really good one. I, I spent a lot of time, as many of the listeners may know, uh, in hospital systems, working in the healthcare space. Uh, I'm on the teaching faculty of the American Association for Physician Leadership. And I, you know, just in conversations with docs, you know, one of the most frustrating things that they run into outside of the onerous paperwork that they have to handle, um, but the... Uh, Frustration they have when they have patients that are facing lifetime consequences based on lifestyle choices, and they can't get their patient to change a lifestyle choice mm -hmm. that they know is going to be consequential down the road and maybe not too far down the road. So the, the power of voice uh, comes into play here. And I want to take it off the stage and more into the interpersonal. So if I'm a doc and I'm going to speak to you as, as kind of an expert in this domain, because you really are, I mean, you've seen a lot of speakers do a lot of things and some well and some not so well, most likely. If I'm a doctor and I've got a voice, which I would have as a doctor, I'm seen as the expert. So there's kind of something that comes with that. What would be the most effective use of my voice in getting a patient to mm -hmm. shift a lifestyle choice in a way that actually holds, it, it actually transforms? You know, there's a transformation yeah. that occurs where they now are living a different life. I'm so reminded why I'm such a fan of your show, because you really do ask the, the questions beneath the questions. And I so appreciate that. So um, there's a difference between complying, right? And compelling. Um, so one of my, one of my experts, one of my speakers happens to be um, a, a gut brain expert. She's, she's amazing. She's very, very incredible. But one of the things uh, I had the privilege this last July to, um, to gift her a, a, a trip to Florida where I was speaking, I was able to take about three of my speakers with me. They got themselves there, but I, I, I was able to get them into that conference, which was incredible. But what was funny is I'd been working with her for quite a while, and it wasn't until we were around a brunch table just kind of chit-chatting where I heard the deeper level of what she actually does. She never even said some of these things. And one of the things that was fascinating uh, to me about what she does is um, she helps people overcome uh, food imbalance, imbalances in food relationships. And why that's important here is an answer to your question is it doesn't m matter if you're obese or if you are anorexic, right? Or 
So there have been people who she has worked with who have been to every clinic, who's, who've been to every doctor. Um, and until they worked with her, they were uh, on the road to die. Um, one woman in particular, a, Sherry, a story that she sold, this woman um, shared, this woman would not eat. She was emphatic. You could send her to the, and her parents were very well to do. She went to the best clinics all around the world. And she was adamant that she, that she was going to, to live the way that she wanted to live until this expert, is it okay if I say the name? Yes. Yeah. Her name is Shirley Billigmeyer. She's the author of Inner Eating. Um, and I just adore her, obviously. That's why I'm representing her. Um, but what, Shirley's, what Shirley does is she puts the power back into the patient's hands. She said, listen, you don't have to eat. You never have to eat. But let's talk about your future. What do you see for your future? What do you want for your future. And do you know what this young woman said? And she was probably in her early twenties, if I'm getting the story right. So she wasn't a young child. Um, she said she had never been asked that question, what she wanted. She was just told what she was supposed to do and was not supposed to do. So essentially, when you ask me that question, if I were a doctor, mm -hmm. right, it's to paint the vision, help me see what it is I want, and then I'll connect the dots of Oh, if I really want that, then I really should be in pretty darn good shape. You know, if I want to climb mountains and play soccer with my grandkids at the age of 90, I, I better start, you know, doing some work right now on my own. Then it's my decision that comes from me. I think a lot of doctors are all about the do's and don'ts. Most doctors, I've had lots of conversations with them. Um, I, I, I'm also the former producer of the Texas Natural Wellness Expos, which was a biggie, one of the biggest of its kind yes, it yeah. during my time. And so I had the incredible privilege of just sitting and listening to these and, and having conversations with these pretty incredible doctors making big transformations. And um, there was times where I would just say, well, why don't you just tell them, you know, they, they got to do this if they want this. And the ones who were smart and making the biggest transformations and says, Compliance. Nobody's going to comply because you've told them to do something. It has to come from within. Inspired, right? From yeah. within. If I've if I'm inspired, if that's in my in my belly, in my gut, in my heart, then I'm going to do the thing, right? I love that answer. And that you know, you got full circle back to inspiration versus motivation. Compliance right? versus I'm committed to having this come out. In, in manifesting in my life. We're going to take a real quick break. When we come back, um, what I'd like to be able to do is uh, explore a little bit about how I might find my voice, assuming that it was ever lost. <laughs> but uh, uh, I think that there's a, a kind of an interesting exploration that we could have there as we kind of wind down the interview a little bit here. But this notion is, as you're listening, folks, every one of us has a voice. We do. Um, Tapping into it is part of the challenge that we have, and we make a difference in our life um, by the use of our voice. And I don't mean that just as a physical use of our voice, but uh, just kind of how we communicate. So we're going to take a real quick break. Antoinette Rose, uh, this, I'm, I'm loving where we're going with this. And we'll be right back in just a few brief seconds. The nature of life is evidenced in nature. Nature grows, and all of nature honors the desire to be more, to have more, and to do more. Life thrives when it's allowed to grow. 
And ideally, thriving is what we also, all of us, want to be able to do. Unfortunately, at some stage in life, most people find themselves settling into what I can only call a rut. And a rut is nothing more than a coffin with the ends kicked out. You want to quickly get out of any rut that you find yourself in. When you stop growing, that's when the coffin starts to appear. You know, the simple truth is this, and this is true for everything in nature. You're going to die. I'm going to die. Every one of us dies. So the question we need to come to grips with is not, are we going to die? The question nature asks us to answer is, are we truly living? That's what motivation is about. It's the desire to move. It's the desire to grow and to excel. Have I lived? How have I lived? I'd love for you to take advantage of my Leadership Mindset Masterclass. It's all about providing you with the tools to ensure thriving for yourself and for those around you. Register today to receive the free introduction video and find out more about this acclaimed program. You'll also receive a copy of my international number one bestseller, Compassionate Capitalism, A Journey to the Soul of Business. I'm Blaine Bartlett, and I look forward to helping you thrive. Welcome back, folks. Um, as you were listening to that brief commercial, I hope you were also considering how do you use your voice? Um, because that's what leadership is about. And that's yeah, actually what I was talking about in that commercial as you were listening to it. But you know, the, the question about how do you use your voice almost is dependent on you recognizing that you have a voice to use. <laughs> so and I don't want to be you know, elementary around that, but I think that it's a question that a lot of people wrestle with. Yeah, you know, who am I to say what it is that I think I'm th- you know, that I'm wanting to say here? Who, who's going to listen to me? Um, yeah, Antoinette, you specialize in bringing the voice into the public arena in a way that has impact. And your, I mean, your whole organization is organized around impact, and your life literally is organized around impact. With the speakers that you've worked with, I know you, you've, you know, you, you've got some that come in fully, you know, fully blossomed, and you've got some that are kind of nascent. They're, they're, they're beginning to emerge. How do you work with, you know, kind of the emerging voice so that it has a greater chance of flourishing as people begin to own it? Hmm. Yes. Okay. So when I was a producer, um, one of the things that I would do, these are, these were very large events and I would purpose that there would only be two or three well-known names. What I wanted on my stages were those hidden gems that aren't going to be so easy to find. Right. And the reason why I wanted that is number one, we get used to ourselves, right? We don't realize what we know that other people need to know. And putting these these hidden gems, um, my space, um, focused on health, well-being, and optimum performance. Of course, performance has everything to do with life, yes, but also career and profession and, and how you operate and all of that. So when you, when you are in search of do do people really want to hear me? Like, what do I know? Um, up against stacked up against to maybe some of these bigger bigger names that they're going to be sharing the stage with. Um, 
it was beautiful to see the light come on. When they would get on that stage, they would deliver their message and they would see the the reaction and the responsiveness of the audience. Then they realized, wow, I really, I really do. I can make a transformation. So, right. So to a fourth grader, a fifth grader is king, right? <laughs> and so what you know is so much more in demand than you believe that it is. You don't, you know, you don't believe I've got to have everything perfect. I've got to have a polished sizzle reel. I have to have, you know, ABC, NBC, I've got to be backed by all of these different organizations. And no, you are your backing. You have your message, start getting it out there. And all of those other things come. It's kind of this reverse engineering thing. Um, that I think we get it backwards, especially in the speaking space. We think mm. that all of these things need to line out and then I'll get my voice out there and then I'll write my book and then I'll apply for that stage. Uh, but really do it and the rest comes. You already have the knowledge. Nobody can take that away from you. You have what other people are looking for. You have information you may think is common, but it's not so common. Uh, so just begin getting your voice out there. So one of the ways that I work with, actually, you cannot have an agency representation conversation with me until you've done a deep dive with me. And it's not because I'm, I'm, I'm so exclusive. It's because I need to know that you believe in the message that you're going to get out there. And I can only really do that when going through the process of the deep dive. And when we start in any industry, you can do this and you should, no matter how famous you are, how rich you are, you know, how, how well, how well established you are in your, in your industry, new level, new you, new level and everything else looks different. Your, your surroundings look different and you need to check back in with yourself. Your non-negotiables change. So dial back into what your non-negotiables are right? What is your perfect average day? What's your perfect average week? What's your perfect average month? What's your perfect average life? What does that look like? And it's so much more than the bank account. It has to be all, all of that culminated in one. Once you have that, it's just simple math. It's just simply reverse engineering. And when you, when, when you see that, and you begin reverse engineering, then your message is so clear. It, it, you know what the transformation is that you want to make and the, and the impact and the legacy that you want to make. And yes, the income that you want to make, all of that is an ecosystem. When you see that ecosystem, then it's super clear. There's no question. You may be an expert in five different areas, but it really narrows it to that one path that's going to get you to that to that ultimate goal of impact that you want to make. Yeah, I, I love that. You know, I remember one of the very early speaking engagements I had, you know, when I started moving out of corporate consulting and actually, you know, was invited to start speaking a little bit more. I, I was on a stage with Bob Proctor and, you know, Bob was, I mean, you know, and he ended up becoming an incredibly close friend of mine. But I remember just kind of going, wow. <laughs> And then speaking into his, you know, to his from from the stage to his audience, and the feedback that came back, it was like, this is really interesting. They they're actually listening. <laughs> now I knew that I had something to say, but that reinforcing loop, they're actually listening, 
was was quite uh yeah number one satisfying but also um solidifying it's kind of like okay there is a message there is a voice i can say this and i can position this you know i i've struck me you know, as you were talking here you see, i love this phrase we get used to ourselves we get used to ourselves um and i think that's probably the biggest trap and i'll just speak for myself you know uh I'm very comfortable knowing what I know. <laughs> I'm very comfortable <laughs> thinking that I know how to say what it is that I need to say. Putting myself in a different environment, putting myself in different uh, uh, contextual frames, which has to do with you know a different audience and that sort of thing. The idea of reevaluating comes into play here, and I mean this is exciting for me as I'm listening to this. It's kind of oh, that's really cool. This is what I'm. You know, this is. I love to grow. I love to, I, I love to expand. I love to explore. And the idea of using my voice as a mechanism to grow, to expand and to explore, not just to land a message, but how it actually, there's a reciprocity that comes into play with this that allows me to be more of who I am and allows me to be more effective at what I do. Is, is right. that a fair assessment of, of, of what's going on with this? Yes, you synopsize that so well. And it's and it's huge. If you were to look at the most successful th people that you can think of, right? Your 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 favorite movie stars, your favorite at pro level athletes, maybe even your favorite politicians, you know, whoever they might be, they seemingly have it all, right? They've got the income, the prestige, all the things. But you find the greatest percentage of drug drug addiction, depression, just unraveling lives at that level. And it's not because they aren't a, an incredibly talented, amazing person. It's because they lost the foundation along yep. the way. And the ones who have had a long career and you're like, well, how come they were able to make it work out? And all of these others of my favorites weren't able to. And I really believe it's that reinvention because yeah. every step, every new milestone <clears throat> you reach, you have evolved. You are a brand new creature, right? Yeah. And your audience is a brand new creature and your surroundings is a brand new creature. And what you, how you look at things is all new. So if you climb up a mountain, it's a, an amazing journey. You're climbing up that mountain. You just can't wait to get that to that summit, right? And you get to that summit and you're just like, yes, I did it. But now you're in a, you're in a vantage point. You're like, oh, wait, look at that mountain. Maybe I should, yeah. maybe I should, maybe I should try that one. Right. And so things have changed the way that you, the way that you see things have changed. I think where people really lose their way, especially as you succeed, that's, that's the danger part. Mm -hmm. The journey isn't the danger part. It's once you make it, that's where it gets dangerous because really you need to go all the way back to the beginning and yeah. revisit yeah. those foundations. And I, that's a requirement for my speakers. We reach a new milestone. We have what we call calibration sessions. We go right back to the beginning and relook at how have you evolved? What do you, what has changed? What's gone well? What could have gone better? How are, how are you seeing things differently? And we revisit your non-negotiables because those change.
Yeah, I love that. And 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 folks, as you're listening to this, you know, you have an opportunity here to actually you know, get connected to Antoinette if you've got any desire at all to have your voice be amplified. This is the person that you want to speak to about this. Um, there's a couple of things that I want to be sure that we touch on before we actually close out the interview. First of all, is just how do people get in touch with you uh, if they've got a desire to actually you know, become more adept at speaking, not just publicly, but just, you know, kind of yeah, talk to me. Yeah. Tell me how to use my voice sort of a thing. How would they get in connection, uh, get a connection uh, to you and uh, conversation with you? Yeah, great. Um, it begins with a, a simple interview with me and you can uh, get to the interview through speakerbooker.com, speakerbooker.com. Uh, and that will bring you to a page where if you are a speaker, uh, or an expert who has a message that hasn't quite gotten out there yet, find a time to to meet with me. On the other side, if you are an executive or a producer or a host who is looking for those hidden gem speakers who are already vetted, who've already been interviewed by me, go to the same place, speakerbooker.com, and I will start making some connections for you. Great, great. Take her up on this, folks. Uh, also, you've got something coming up uh, in, in mid-January, uh, early to mid-January. Uh, speech Pack, right? You know, you want to talk a little speech bit about pack. that? Yeah. Yes, and I'm super excited. You're going to be a major part of that. I'm so excited. Uh, so, Speak Pact is a long time coming. It's been something that I have um, considered for quite a while. And now just all the timing is culminating. And essentially, it is a show that um, will be on as a podcast on all the major podcast platforms. It'll also be on YouTube. And essentially, the whole idea is to bridge experts and thought leaders to uh, how, how do you do this thing? Right. How do you actually go from knowing you have a message to not only making the impact, but also making the income? Because we all know if the, if all of those elements aren't there, it's not going to be sustainable long term. It's also a place where producers, executives who bring in speakers and hosts get to give their secret sauce, right? Their insider insights as to why, why if you and me both tried for that $20,000 gig, you got it and I didn't, right? Then why? Like, what was the difference? And so they'll give those little insider insights as to what really sets a speaker apart and gets gets their foot in the door. So I'm super excited about just this bridge, this merge of these two related, but almost like there just seems to have been such a big chasm between the bookers and the experts where it just seems to be such a job just to get the, to get over that bridge. There shouldn't, yeah. there shouldn't be that. And uh, I'm, I'm excited. I come from a unique positioning, right. As the one who, who had the stages that was looking for the speakers. And now I'm on the one who's putting my speakers on other people's stages and it just kind of organically came together. And so we're going to, it's going to culminate in this show called speak packed. The, the um, website for it will be speak pact p a c t uh, dot com and basically it's a, it's a pact between you and me to make impact right with our voices with our messages with the with the curated knowledge that we are now gifted with it's a um, it's it's a responsibility it's not kind of a nice have it's necessary to get your voice out there 
Uh, I love it. Folks, Antoinette Rose, um, speaker agent extraordinaire. Um, the company, again, is Wellness Productions Co. And um, check, check them out. Absolutely check them out. Yeah, get in touch with uh, Antoinette. You know, I'll, I'll make sure that we've got all of the uh, <laughs> relevant URL information in the speaker's notes. So when you're listening to this, all you need to do is just kind of look at what the speaker note says and click on the link. Then you'll be taken right where you need to go. Thank you, Antoinette. I've loved having Thank you on you, the Blaine. show. You bet. It's been a wonderful conversation. I'd love to have you come back. And we'll, we'll talk uh, after Speaker Pact, uh, Speak Pact, because um, I know I'm going to be a part of that. But I'd love to talk with you afterwards to just kind of unbundle. And we'll do it on the show. Just kind of unbundle what, what, what happened. Absolutely. <laughs> what, what, that what would be so happened. much fun. Yeah, that would so be much great. fun. Folks, you've been <laughs> listening you. to The Soul of Business with Blaine Bartlett. Um, as always, find a way in your life to find ways plural, to be a center of distribution, not a center of accumulation. You will find your life works a whole lot better when you're coming from that particular mindset. Take care, and we'll see you on the next episode. Hi, I'd like to uh, ask you to do something for me, if you wouldn't mind. If you like this episode, I'd like you to uh, not only subscribe uh, on your favorite site, but I'd also like you to... Uh, Give a rating. Uh, ideally, a, a five-star rating would be you know, greatly appreciated. But I think more importantly also would be just uh, some uh, comments. Uh, that helps with the algorithm and it helps build the, uh, the audience with this. And more than anything else, if you could um, invite somebody else to listen, just share this episode with a friend, with a colleague. And uh, I'd like to see how we can grow the soul of business. I think it makes a difference. Thanks. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.